Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Sarah. This is Jenna from Name Three Songs, and today we are getting candid with Jariah. They're a Brooklyn-based singer who's been making music since 2017. His music seemingly fuses together dance punk, emo, prog rock, hardcore, hip-hop, hip-hop, Latin dance, the list goes on, to make a sound that's so deeply personal to him. They just finished up a tour with their friends in Pink Shift and released a collaborative song together called Eat Your Friends. So we're getting candid with Jariah about the importance of making a community with fellow musicians and fans, how bands like My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy inspire Jariah to push the limits of their own music, and how fans discover and connect with music in completely unexpected ways. And so with all that, let's get into the interview. Hi, Jariah. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. We're so excited to talk today. I think this is going to be a really fun conversation for everyone. And so you just finished up a tour with your friends in Pink Shift. How is that experience for you? Oh my god, I mean, amazing. I love Pink Shift. We've literally been besties for like years. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I feel like we met each other like in 2020 or something like that. So I like, mm-hmm. look back at that and like we we're babies. You know? <laughs> You know, that was, like, when both of us were really, like, kind of getting started, you know? And now, like, we just got to do this crazy tour, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we have this song together that just came out. And it was just, like, it was so nice getting to tour, like, with people that, like, you really love. And, like, all your friends, you know? Because that's, like, the hardest part about touring. Like, you're out there. And there is definitely, I think, like, always a community aspect, especially now that the band is there. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's you're like, man, I wish I could, like, hang out with my friends and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it was really nice because, like, it was just 15 of us and all of us were friends. That's amazing. All, all knew each other. Yeah. So it was just, like, this <laughs> ridiculous, like, clown car tour where we just, like, pull up places, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, like, no, I love that. very wholesome, but also, like, so cool to be able to, like you said, kind of, like, rise with your friends together and be able to do, like, make these memories together and celebrate each other. Like, that's so awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really, it's really beautiful, especially, like, you know, we've played a couple shows before, but I think we've always, like, wanted to do, like, a proper tour together, and we've kind of been Mm. on these, like, parallel, like, separate trajectories, Mm -hmm. where, like, we're both trying to get out there and, like, do our, like, own respective tours and make moves, like, on our own, and then it was really cool getting to see it all come back together and be like, hey, like, this is where we're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we can do these shows yeah. and like people are like coming out, you know, and being like, oh, my God, like I love these two bands. You know, like I'm so glad this is coming together. And really like, yeah, us too. You know? <laughs> like, that's like my friends out there. Yeah. You know, I get to see them play every night. Yeah, that's so awesome. And same with Pollyanna. You know, we just got yeah. off tour with them. We've spent the majority of this year with Pollyanna nice. at this point. So it was great. Like every time we're not with them, like we 
like I don't know we f- we feel the separation right you know? <laughs> like my life force is draining because I'm not with Pollyanna I love that so you just mentioned that you released a song with Pink Shift called Eat Your Friends and you shared on Instagram that this song is kind of about jealousy and competition and not allowing yourselves to fall into that competition of the industry can you expand on this a little bit yeah for sure so i mean that song i think we both started you know i started writing it and i immediately was like i want pink shift on here and i was trying to sort of tackle this like idea of like originally it was just like writing a song about jealousy you know like that's Mm -hmm. the thing and i feel like I, i was trying to figure out where that i don't know fits in i guess within like the greater scheme of my life and like what I'm doing and I think Mm -hmm. one of the the big things is that especially in this industry like doing the whole music thing is that I felt very like I think isolated when I was starting because I didn't know anybody else that was doing this I didn't like have friends and bands I wasn't in a band like it was literally like it's just me you know what I mean so I was like out here and it was like I'd get into this like almost thought like loop where everybody out there just felt not even like competition necessarily but because I felt so separate from it everybody just felt like a, like a benchmark mm. you know what I mean like, mm-hmm. be like I gotta like reach this point or I gotta accomplish this yeah. and like this person is doing that and I think the more I sort of found myself having like a real community you know and especially I think Pink Chef was a big part of that like they were one of the first bands that I felt like really connected to and that we really were like you know like friends like doing this thing yeah and then you know I think it really started like easing a lot of those feelings but I would always get the feeling of uh you know I don't I don't want to be in competition with like my friends like now I don't know it was like now that these like bands and stuff are real like now that it's not like (laughs) this like this concept you know like the music industry now that the music industry like involves like people I really care about and people that I I want to be in community with I was like oh like this doesn't really this is really at odds with like what my heart wants with like what I I the community that I desire and I think especially um I think we were both kind of sharing this experience where people love to like compare you know they love to like hit bands together and or pit, pit bands against each other i mean you know especially yeah. you know when it's like bands like you know like marginalized folks mm-hmm. or like whatever else the case is like people love to like i don't know what it is they just love to like put everybody like there can in, only like, be room for ring. one <laughs> exactly yeah, like, there's only stupid. room for one you know and it's like oftentimes you're like well i don't want to be that one yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like what about like all my friends yeah. So, you know, we were just trying to, like, tackle that, I think, you know, because really I I think the the crux of the whole song is that being perceived that way and and having people trying to pit you against people that you care about is just, like, very grating on your dignity, I think. And that was what we were trying to describe, the way that those two things are kind of at odds with each other. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, I totally get what you're saying because... Jenna and I, like, we grew up, like, loving pop punk music, and I feel like they were both the two sides of things where you would go to a tour and you'd be like, oh, like, these guys are all buddies. They're all friends. They love each other deeply. But then also, like, fan groups would be like, no, you have to pick. You can either, like, 
Fall Out Boy or My Chemical Romance, or you can only like, I don't know, like Boys Like Girls or All American Rejects. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. All American Rejects. I'm like, who? It's like one or the other. It's like you have to pick, and it's like, why do I have to pick? And like we've talked to other artists as well, like on this show, about this like idea of competition and how it feels like there's sometimes only room for like a handful of artists but from like a fan perspective and a journalist perspective it feels like that's more something of the past where it's like oh everybody the the only goal is radio play and therefore there can only be like four artists that sound similar having success but now in this world of streaming it feels like things have shifted because there is like more room for artists to succeed without the main goal being radio so do you feel like that's like an on point perspective to have or do you still feel like there is that like competition from outside of the bands that you're like friendly with? I think it's like a little bit of both. I mean, I definitely feel like there is a shift happening, especially like yeah. as the yeah, as those resources become less less gatekept and, you know, there's not as much limiting it. But I do definitely think people still kind of bring that energy like themselves you know what i mean just like as fans and obviously you know it's not everybody but i think people naturally like love to to root for somebody you know and sometimes (laughs) that like means like rooting against somebody else you know like Mm -hmm. it's i feel like every like every time i find like like a really cool band like people love to like do that thing where they they find a band that like has a woman in it you know and they're like god like Mm. she'll never be Haley williams you know it's (laughs) like (laughs) and it's like nobody obviously everybody wants to be Haley williams but nobody really does you know and it's like it's i don't know it's this thing where people feel like they're they're doing something positive by like really writing for like the bands that they really care about and trying to like put down other people that feel like they're a threat yeah. to that you know and and in, in reality like most of us don't feel like we're threats to each other you know yeah. and like you can really tell when a band has that vibe yeah when they feel yeah. like they're in competition with everybody because they're really like they're not like a band they have like an bands, ego about you know? them yeah i feel like it's also a little bit capitalist in nature of us growing up i mean like there can only be room for one and having to like unlearn that and be like it's okay like we can have friends like we can all support each other and the other thing like to your yeah. point earlier it's like coming up with your friends is such a big deal like supporting each other and rising together is like such a big deal and i think so underrated in like what you said the aspect of community so it's like so cool that like you're already recognizing that and prioritizing that for sure i mean i feel like you have to like it's the only way to to stay sane out yeah. here, you know, because then there, there is also like a very real aspect of sometimes those resources like are limited, you know, sometimes there's going to be like a big tour slot and, you know, and yeah. it's like only one band is going to get it. And it might be like somebody that you might really want to do that thing and somebody else you really care about also might really want to do that thing. And it's going to, you know, work out the way it works out, I guess. But you kind of have to be very careful to, like, make sure that you're celebrating the wins of the people around you and not getting too fixated on your own individual path, like, your own journey. Because there is, like, you know, every band and every artist has their own trajectory they're on, but there's this other, you know, like, collective trajectory that we're all on, like, trying to do something as you know as a scene i guess or as as a collective and you Mm -hmm. know i think it's just important like to it brings it brings things into perspective yeah yeah and i mean you just mentioned like being part of a scene and i want to bring up your music because your sophomore album a beginner's guide to faking your own death 
faking your death. And a lot of your music too is like very much an amalgamation of many sounds so much so that it feels like I'm in a cinematic universe when I'm listening to it. And it's just like so <laughs> cool. But you bring in elements of like dance punk, emo, prog rock, hip hop, Latin. Like I can't, like it's honestly impressive. But my question for you is like, how did you begin building all of this? Like, how did you get here? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question. How? I mean, I guess it's like, I've been thinking about that a lot recently, especially going into the, the next album. And I think really, like, I've always had this tendency to like connect dots, mm. I guess. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I, I look at all these different things, all these different genres and scenes, and they just, they don't seem like that different to me. Cause I feel like there are all these through lines yeah. that like connect, like, you know, like prog rock with like Latin music or like, you know, punk music with pop music, like all of it is like, all of it feels very connected, you know what I mean? So I think like when I'm making music, I'm never sitting down and being like, I want to make a song that sounds like this genre or I want to like capture this sound. I think it's more like, what do I want to say and how do I want to communicate it? And Mm -hmm. just pulling from this like big, just like, endless bucket of ideas and sounds that is just music as a whole you know and just seeing what stuff like fits together you know I, they're definitely like conventional combinations you know the same way that they're like foods and cuisines that people yeah. know go together yeah. but like yeah so many of those things are are serving their own roles like in different contexts you know like a guitar can mean a lot of things yeah. depending on the genre yeah. so yeah. i think that's just how i've always thought of like everything in general (laughs) like i'm always like seeing connections and patterns and stuff so i guess like once i started making music it just kind of came sort of naturally you know and also i I get bored (laughs) i I always want to make something because it feels like you're sitting there like working on a track and you're like but what if i add this but what if i add this but what if i add this and then suddenly that's why i'm like i feel like i'm in a cinematic universe (laughs) yeah sometimes it is like that you know i mean a lot of the time it's like i don't even realize i'm doing it until i make the Mm -hmm. song and i'll show somebody and they'll be like huh like this is there's a lot happening here but sometimes it is that you know where i'll be making a song and like almost as a joke i'll be like ah like what if there was like a a breakdown in here you know like what if there's like a a choir in here and then like it's slowly becomes less of a joke until there's like an orchestra in in your pop song you know it's funny because like when I first listened to your music, this is gonna be nice to you and mean to somebody else, but that's fine. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> no, get into I, it. What's up? Well, when I first listened to your music, I was like, oh, this is like if Brendan Urie had taste. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> because I feel like your music is like what Brendan Urie has thought he's been doing, but oh like you God. are actually doing it. And I, <laughs> and like, I, <laughs> it sounds so horrible, but like, I mean it in like such a nice way to you personally, because I'm just like, when you listen to your music, it's so clear that it has a space within the world of pop punk, but like, it also could exist elsewhere. And like, I just think it's so cool that such kind of like, and I'm saying this as somebody who's like deep deeply loves pop punk music it's like a stale genre and like every era of it has tweaked it and somehow made it worse and I feel like this era of pop punk is like bringing in outside noises that 
these people who's just like i don't know minds haven't expanded enough to think outside of the bubble aren't doing and so i guess like i'm just curious <laughs> just curious how did you even land on like combining those sounds and like i guess really like taking something that was broken and kind of fixing it that's a that's an interesting question i mean i will say i, I don't i don't really listen to pop punk like at all I, i've never yeah. really been a big pop punk fan i mean they're definitely like exceptions you know like i love yeah. a little i love a little some 41 here and there you know like i'll listen to i don't know i think the the thing i've always loved i've always gravitated toward bands that just like break out of their respective scenes and kind of like yeah. have these these moments where they separate themselves from what's happening you know like the reason i love mcr isn't because you know i i love them because they always they came up in this like emo and pop punk and like almost hardcore scene and they sound like nothing like any of those other bands you know and they, yeah and they and that was intentional they knew that and they wanted to do something that was different you know, or like same with like Panic, you know, like very similar scene. Like they grew up with pop punk bands, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think like they progressively broke out of that mold, you know what I mean? To the point yeah. where like, you know, you it's like it's weird because you'll see I, I, I'm always so fascinated by like the things that bind a certain scene together because so often it's not the way the music sounds like all you know like you take like emo all those bands sound like completely different they're making literally different genres of music but like something like binds them together like culturally you know like there's this yeah. thing with fans where they see these different things and like they're connecting the dots somehow in a way that's not just mm -hmm. like how does this guitar sound yeah. or how's the arrangement yeah. so I, I think that's cool and I, i'm i'm always striving for that to just like yeah. Do you pull pull from different places and just do something that like stands out and is maybe a little contrarian, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think like similarly, like on that topic, and like I already said, it's like the pop punk world like got kind of stale. And I feel like there's been this resurgence of like a similar sound, but like elevating the genre lately. And I think the issue was was it was all like cishet white men. Like that was like what it was. And yeah. it was never really like that safe for anybody else or like that comfortable for anybody else and even when people who were like poc or queer or female would come into that scene it would always be like as we talked about earlier there's only room for one of you whereas now yeah. it feels like this younger generation is taking the idea of this genre spinning it on its head and making something new so like in regards to like us talking about how like you didn't really listen to pop punk, the bands that you like that were pop punk were kind of like the ones who took the genre and changed it. And so I feel like this younger generation who's making similar sounding music is doing the same thing, but like it's all of you instead of like the outliers. So like, why do you think that like you and the other artists like you are able to shift this genre in that way? I mean, I think it's a lot of things. I, I definitely see people sort of having, in general, much wider references that they pull yeah. from. I, I feel like a lot of like music fans have much more like eclectic tastes now. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I can definitely recall a time when I was younger. Like most people I knew had like a genre or two that they like listen to, and they're like they're an expert in that genre. They know all the bands, all the artists. And I think, like, 
as music has just become like more accessible and there's like so much music um it's sort of turned into this like melting pot you know where like you see the stuff that's popular and there's like enough access to it that anything that like really connects with people is able to kind of rise and, and do its thing. So I think as a result, like bands that are coming up are coming up like even somebody that's like, I want to be in a pop punk band, like they are listening to so much more yeah. than pop mm. punk, you know, just because like the definition of what popular music is has like expanded you know what yeah. i mean yeah. like you take like a band like fallout boy for example that i think you know kind of started off as a pop punk band and you take their entire discography and the breadth of that and it's pulling from so many places to the point where if a band comes up and they're like i want to be like fallout boy you know that means so many different things you know it means yeah. <laughs> like there's like songs they have with like you know that are just straight up pop songs they have like hip-hop features and stuff like that and it's yeah. such a it's such a normal thing now that i think people it doesn't feel as, as out there you know and i mm-hmm. think we're i think that's kind of where music is going i think people are just going to keep taking like bigger and like bolder risks with their music to the point mm-hmm. where nothing really seems like too out there you know like look at like a hundred gex or something i feel yeah. like yeah. i feel like 15 years ago that would have felt like it was like yeah niche like <laughs> underground like super like you know hyper specific yeah. music for like a certain type of person yeah. and now it's like you can go into any you know we played this hundred gex cover yeah. on like my last tour and every time like you even say the name a hundred gex like people go crazy because yeah. they like, have this like, and, like appeal yeah yeah, yeah. they're playing riot fest yeah you know i think they were at coachella this year also which is crazy that's insane <clears throat> i like what you're saying earlier about connecting the dots and i feel like this conversation there's kind of some connecting the dots here because you mentioned like you know fans are also kind of pushing the conversation forward of like what they want supporting the artists they want but then in thinking about genre it's like because like rock especially like we're talking about this bubble of like emo era music a lot of it was so white like dominated that i think people who were fans of this music are like i want to do this too and like now because there's more availability to start your own band to how to use the internet to your your advantage of getting your music out there like streaming all of this it's like poc people queer people like women who weren't represented 10 years ago 15 years ago are now like reclaiming it and being like hey this is my time to shine like this is and then you said pulling all these genres and all of their experience together they're able to have this their own platform and like in that regard it's kind of a cool tables spinning around scenario yeah for sure I, i i totally agree you know and i think also we're not not as you know at the mercy of how music is marketed by labels yeah. you know i mean they're always yeah. gonna they're always gonna market music like that's yeah. their job it's what i would hope they're doing that but <laughs> i think that so much uh, of the way music gets around now happens like you know adjacent or outside of that bubble yeah. you know where like the music you know like a band puts out a record and like even now like the label sits down and like who is this for like what demographic is this for you know and like you know, they're not getting there and being like, are we marketing this like black or white people? But like, you know, they kind of are like they have like an idea. They'll be like, what is what is a, a fan of this band look yeah. like? Right. Like that's yeah. always the conversation they have. And, you know, I think now it's actually it's so hard to market music and it's so expensive yeah. that mm-hmm. it ends up making up like the smallest part of like what actually 
influences a band you know what i mean like so much of it just happens through word of mouth so you know they can sit down and be like okay this is what a fan of this band looks like we're gonna target them and it could find an entirely different audience just on its own Mm -hmm. you know so it it happens very like more organically i think Yeah. yeah definitely I mean, I think that the way music discovery has shifted has been very interesting because I know (laughs) for me, there was like a time where I went from finding everything on MySpace and everything feeling really accessible and then MySpace died. And then there was like seven years where I was like, how the heck do you find music? Yeah. I sucked for finding music. Oh my god! I real I used to use iTunes to find music all the time. I try. I I remember. That's like, how I found Panic at the Disco. I mean, that's like yeah, that's like how I follow. Like, I found a lot of like emo bands. But I was just like, Mom, can you buy me a iTunes gift card? And then I'm like, Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if like if they still did this, but like when I like right at the tail end of myspace itunes used to do this thing where like every week they would give you like two random free songs based off of like the music you bought and that was how i found like scary kids scaring kids and like other weird like (laughs) weird like to the side kind of music i I don't know Oh my god, yo, the early iTunes algorithm is crazy. I used to throw on iTunes radio and, like, just see what would come and the craziest stuff, you know? We need it back. No, that was, like, a crazy era. Like, they were were doing Spotify before Spotify was doing Spotify. Right, (laughs) right. They really were. Um, But, like, has there been any kind of, like, out-of-pocket ways that somebody's been like, this is how I found you? Oh, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think that's really been the vibe with my music, like, for the past few years. Like, people come Uh up to me and they'll tell me, like, the craziest stories of how they found my music. You know, like, a lot of the time it's stuff I, I don't even know about. Like, a bunch of people found, like, Debt Collector through this fan animated, like, undertale animation interesting you know and and it's like a lot it's a lot of stuff like that that video is more popular than the actual video (laughs) and there's so much like cool like fan like fandom centric stuff that people are making featuring the music Mm. because they like Mm -hmm. again it's like connecting the dots like you'll see the song and like for some reason like so unanimously people will decide like this song fits this character this song fits this show or this piece of media and it becomes like part of the canon almost for fans where like people will come up to me and be like oh my god i found your music because somebody made this like amv or somebody animated this edit with like this character and i'll be like i've never even seen that like please like send it you know what i mean yeah or you know or people will like make tiktoks that like go viral that i've never seen before you know and i'm like i'm struggling to get my tiktoks to go viral you know and they'll be like oh my god like yeah your song is in that one video and i'm like what video yeah yeah (laughs) it's stuff like that you know which is i think really cool like it's exciting that it's growing organically that it's like outside of the reach of like how i can try and get my music out there you know yeah definitely no i love that And so I want to take this back to Fall Out Boy and Gerard Way for a second because any any excuse to talk about 
what they've done for music i will take because like they were really before their time in regards to the fact of like gerard way being like such an outspoken feminist and like caring for his fans and then like pete and patrick like the whole point of fallout boy was there is like there's no space for queer people or women to like go to punk shows and feel safe in chicago let's make a space for them to feel safe in chicago and i feel like they did all this work and then it kind of fell flat because all of the bands that came after them were just like terrifying to be around <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but their whole thing was like oh like we want to create a safe space like our music is for everybody like pete has gone out of his way to like not ever include pronouns in any of his songs about anything which i think is incredible but like i said it's like they did that and then the people that came after them were like eh, whatever but now it feels like again like people like you and your generation of music are kind of like taking on actually what they did and we're like we saw your mission and we're going to follow through with that so like do you feel like that is actually happening where like you and your like friends who are on tour together and like the other bands that you know in this scene are kind of like really i don't know taking the gospel of gerard way and pete Wentz and being like let's do that like they they had it right yeah maybe to some extent i mean i I think there's definitely like there's always a need for that, you know? And I think, yeah. like, there's always been those bands and those musicians that have, like, seen that need and been there to fill that, you know? And I think yeah. for a lot of us, like, that was those bands, you know? And I think yeah. before us, there, before us or before MCR, like, there are bands that were providing that space. And I think, like, there are always... There, there are always going to be fans that need that space. And I think as a result, yeah. there's always going to be bands and musicians that are either come from that scene and decide to like you know like i want to make music i want to be a part of this or they'll be like i need this i'm gonna create a space for that because that's i feel like that's how it happened for like a lot of us for me for sure and I, i think other bands in our scene it's not even necessarily a thing where like they see somebody doing it and they're like i want to carry that on like i want to you know carry on the torch it's more just like I need a space, yeah. you know what I yeah. mean? And <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know where to find that or how to break into that. So yeah. I think I'll just start. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's how I felt when I started making music. Like I again, you know, it was just me. Like I wasn't in a band or in a scene yeah. or anything like that. I wouldn't have even known how to begin to become part of anything like that. So it's like, well, if I create something, other people might want to become a part of it. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And then slowly you've find other people that have that same mission and you start like forming this this greater scene you know and i think that that'll that'll always be the case even as like you know history passes and bad bands show up that don't care about any of that you know because oftentimes you know they don't care because they they just don't need that you know what i mean yeah like a, a pop punk band that's like a bunch of white dudes like you know they they're probably gonna feel safe regardless yeah you know yeah. what i mean and like <laughs> yeah. you know like for the most part that that is you know it's not a big concern for them they have they have other problems yeah. that they're yeah. worried about do you know they, what i mean do they have problems <laughs> <laughs> they have their more more personal problems that they, they want to sing about you know like that's not you know but it's a real thing like that's not what they're coming to music to to experience yeah. and i think yeah. that something really special happens when when you're coming into music and you're looking for you're looking for community you're looking yeah. for safety yeah. i think that's how those things get created versus when you come into music looking for 
a platform yeah, or looking yeah, to like 100%. you know figure out like your I don't know, like looking for like a space for your ego yeah. or looking no, to like, you know, express like, you know, talk shit about like some person, you yeah. know, like, and that's yeah. like, that's real too. I think all of it has a place, you know, but I think like the scenes that come from music are, are very much reflective of like, what are you, what do you have to say, yeah. you know, and who yeah. who's yeah. listening, who needs to hear it and who feels like they don't have like the voice to say those yeah, things you yeah know? no completely agree with everything because i think it's so apparent why people are doing this and what they're doing it for and like the bands that are yeah. being a band because they want to be a band is also very apparent for sure but i do want to switch the conversation a little bit here to talk about mental health for a minute because we talk a lot about mental health on our podcast and we talk about how there's a lot of stigma for minorities and also like specifically for men seeking help for mental health and for musicians this is like a huge outlet for people to kind of have a way to do their own like self-therapy and express themselves and be vulnerable so I'm curious like if you've had an experience dealing with any stigma around mental health or just like in general like opening up and being vulnerable with your music yeah for sure I mean I I agree with all of that I think making music is a lot like therapy you know like you're trying to trying to work through all these problems and I think something really cool that happens is that I, I started noticing this like a few years ago where I would put out songs that are like these very sort of um a lot of a lot of the time making my music was like escapism almost yeah. you know like i was yeah. never sitting down and being like god like i want to write about like, i'm feeling this way i'm gonna like diary about it and it's gonna be a song mm-hmm. like it was always like i'm gonna write a story because like this is gonna make me feel good and this is what i need so i i think in my head i always felt like that was sort of its own thing that existed in a vacuum like separate from how i'm feeling or my own experience because i felt like i couldn't you know it almost felt like whatever i I had whatever my experience was didn't feel worth capturing in a song Mm. you know so i needed to do something that felt like more you know i don't know worth saying i guess you know and then i think i noticed over time that people would like latch onto those songs and like It'd be really funny. They'd, they'd hear the songs and be like, oh, wow, like, I'm going through this thing, you know, and this, like, feels very relevant to me. And I'd be like, how? Like, that's not even, like, what I wrote about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, it'd be the yeah. thing where I'm like, how did how did you know? Like, I that's not in the things you're saying are not in that song, you know? <laughs> and, and I think it's just because, like, you know, regardless, like, where of where you're at, like, how you're feeling, the state of, like, your your life your mental health it's always going to make its way into whatever you're creating and i think i started to learn that people can feel that on like a very on a very deep level Mm. like beyond just like this is a metaphor for how i'm feeling this is how you know people i think can feel when you're expressing something that they also need to express or when you're Mm. going through something that they're having a lot of trouble with and it doesn't have to be a song about that experience you know what i mean like nobody nobody is like sitting there and like only listening to music that's like uh, a metaphor for depression to get through the depression you know what i mean but like when the i think when the music speaks to you personally and you're being honest and vulnerable like people feel that and they feel connected through it you know like a a lot of people literally will listen to my music 
and they'll be like, I have ADHD, and I feel like the person that made this music has ADHD, you know? <laughs> and I'll be like, damn, like, I don't know how you got that from this little story, but, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There, there's this thing I think people can just, like, I, I think people feel feel connected yeah. through through these things, yeah. you know? And it's, it's kind of, it's almost, like, mysterious yeah. to me. But yeah. I think the more I make music and the more i come in the tune with myself the more i'm like oh like i get it yeah you know yeah, yeah well i think it's very cool that music can be different to different people and fans can take their own meaning from it even if that was not what you were intending it's like cool that music not to be corny music is a universal language <laughs> but like you know it is it totally is you know and i've i've learned over time that there are more ways to express yourself and more ways to speak to your experience than speaking about it yeah you know people can really hear it and they can connect you know like it's it's sound you know like it's the music itself is carrying your message and people are hearing it which is crazy to me yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely so just for a fun final little question that we like to ask everybody the ethos of name three songs is to empower fangirls we think it's important to be critical consumers but also celebrate the things that you love unapologetically hell yeah what are you a fangirl of oh my god i could i could (laughs) literally go on all day but i won't (laughs) i won't i mean obviously mcr like literally love mcr so much i watch if there's something on youtube that has their name in it, i probably watch <laughs> i've done the, like i literally am like such like i just am a fan yeah like that's yeah. just yeah. like i feel like i'm a, I'm a professional fan yeah you know what i mean yeah. um i i love remy wolf so Ooh, yeah. much oh, cool. yeah. i'm like the biggest remy wolf fan yeah. oh my god i can literally i could go on i got like do you also like <laughs> anime Oh, so much. Because <laughs> I saw you so like much. I saw this TikTok or this video where you're like, I can't believe my song is in an anime, and then you're like, JK, but manifesting it now. Oh yeah. I'm like I too am manifesting sure. that for you. I'm I'm manifesting. Yeah. It, you know. So I figure maybe you just gotta lie sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love uh, that energy so truth. much. <laughs> That's what it is. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today, Jariah. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. I do think it was quite interesting how Jariah was really drawn to like My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy because of them doing something different than what was already being done in like emo and pop punk music. Yeah. Which is wild because it's like, that's like, we, we love them for that also. But yeah. to then hear like a young artist who grew up with that and then brings that same spirit into their own music, but like also in a whole new way is very cool. I think it's also really cool and interesting talking to like a younger person who like wasn't around in their heyday talking about it because like to us we're like oh pop punk and to him they're they're like is it though and we're like wait what and so it's just it's just really interesting because like depending on like what part of the conversation we were in it's like yeah there's the awareness from all of us like yeah they started as pop punk but to us it's like oh they will always be that even though they changed and we're like so aware that they changed but to Jiraiya they were like their music expands past that like what are you talking about pop punk you crazy ladies and I just thought it was 
it was so cool and so interesting to think about it from like this other perspective how much like the genre has changed to the point where like is that even what the genre is anymore yeah it is interesting hearing a new perspective on it and i also just think dry's music is so interesting and expansive and the way that he approaches it is very unique and combining so many sounds that i'm really excited for the community that not only jariah and pink shift and these other artists are kind of building together to make space for different voices within this kind of rock punk emo sphere yeah a hundred percent. It's it's really cool, like seeing what this new generation of artists are creating and the spaces that they want to see based off of like not really having anything before that. Because I feel like that was one common theme that Jirai kept bringing up was that like they started just themselves, like it was just them, and then they got a band to to play with them, and now they like tour with their friends and they made all these friends that make similar music, and like they're creating a scene from scratch essentially and i love that so much so thanks for getting candid with us and jariah this has been sarah and jenna from name three songs to get your pop culture fix you can listen to new episodes of name three songs every wednesday on all podcast platforms judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.